everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gormy. I am excited to be bringing you the story of another great guy out there in the, in the Fat Guy world today. Uh, with me, I have Dan Olson. And Dan's got a, got a great you know, story and, and has got a journey to share with us. So we're going to get right to it. And Dan, we're going to start with, with the question I ask of every guest, and that is, what qualifies you to be here on the Fat Guy Forum? Well, that's a great question. I wanted to start off with just saying, having me on this show. It's kind of surreal to me that, that, uh, that I'm on the show right now. Um, but what qualifies me to be in the Fat Guy Forum? Well, I think, you know, and, and I know you hear this a lot. Um, but I was always a big kid, um, starting from day one. Um, and then, you know, I just, I, uh, kind of plummeted around my high school. That's when I really started packing on the weight. Um, and then one, right after I got out of high school, um, I was in a toxic relationship that really just kind of even, I lost myself even more. Um, you know, there was multiple times where I tried to lose weight and it just didn't work or I would just gain it all back and then gain more um, until one day I stepped on the scale and saw that number of 570 pounds. And that's when I knew I, I should be on the fat guy form. <laughs> well, Jeff, I mean, that's, you know, it's I, I talk to to guys of all shapes and sizes, and and 570 pounds is obviously, you know, a big number to see. And what was what was your weight like when you were growing up? Like, because you you said you were you were big most of your life. Like, were were you that heavy? You know, were you in five? You know, the 400 500 pound range in high school, or when did your weight kind of enter that that region? Because I I think. For you know the way our our culture is set up now, it's almost like living in the three hundreds is something that people adjust to pretty right. rapidly. But when you when you get out of the and you start to see the fours and the fives, I I think things start to change a little bit. Like when when did that oh, transition yeah. happen for you? Um. So yeah, I was always like the like your kid. Um. I mean, by any means, no nowhere where I was at my heaviest. I think around eight. Um, two sixty, two seventy. Uh, freshman year of high school, I was three hundred. Um, and then kind of stayed around that weight until after I graduated high school. Um, that's when I then went from fifty, just you know, a year ago, five seventy. But I've been in the fours, the high fours and fives for probably five years. Mm. And how old are you now, Dan? Just to give some I'm, context. I'm uh, 25. 25. So high school yep. and that, that wasn't that long ago for you. And, and how, you know, because we're going to talk about, you know, what, what it was like to see that number on the scale and the changes you've made. But how would you describe your relationship with food growing up? Like, were you the biggest kid in your family? Was, you know, do you, how, I kind of want to get from you, like, what, what do you think your relationship with food is? Yeah, I mean, that's you know, that's something that I'm still figuring out today. Um, I I don't know if I was into or or what, but I definitely do not have a good did not have a good relationship 
definitely my I, I just didn't know self control or proportion. I think that's when it plummeted. And, you know, when I had a busy week or a stressful day, I'd go to food. Um, and that's when you know, I would find myself binging. Um so that's that was that is my kind of relationship with food and, and you know, I can even catch myself um nowadays too where it's like oh man i i don't need this but i know that i look back and it's like well you know i had i had the week i had makes sense on why it feels like that which i've learned um to control more but yeah that that's where it all comes definitely an emotional i think i think that makes a lot of sense man like especially when you think about getting up you know, over 500 pounds, like there, there's clearly, I don't think any of us are intended naturally to be that heavy. And so, so there's clearly some issues at play that, that happen. It, it's something a, a friend of mine has, you know, has asked me like, you know, have, have I thought about why I got that heavy? Like, and I think that's a great question for people to think about, like, you know, kind of where that, where that comes from. And I, and I don't think it's an easy question to answer. Like, I, I think it, like you're saying, it's, it's something that even no matter where you are in your journey, like answering that question can be important, but also can take a lot of unpacking of, of what was really happening and, and where you were headed. Um, so you saw 570 pounds on the scale. Like what was, had you been weighing yourself regularly up to that point or had it been a while since you had seen, you know, what your actual weight was? Like what, what brought you to that point? Like, why did you step on the scale that day? Okay, so yeah, um, that it. So I I'm engaged and I have an amazing, and we both when we met we were actually on a weight loss journey. We both lost quite a bit of weight, um, and once we got together, you know, we got comfortable. You no, know, you just get in a relationship. Um, you want to go all to like the places to eat, and whatnot. So then you just kind of don't realize it. And then, you know, two years go by and we're both just kind of not the happiest people that we could be, um, you know, finding that we don't love ourselves. And, you know, that's not something that we, um, so that's when we put our foot down. I, I haven't weighed myself in years, um, mostly for fear of, I don't want to know how much I weigh. Um, and also because I didn't have a scale or, if I went to a gym, they didn't have a scale that would <laughs> that would hold my weight. It would just say error. So I ordered uh, one of those scales that a lot of us have on Amazon. And, uh, that's when I XL seven hundred or whatever it is, and um, stepped on it. And I saw that five seventy two. I was just, I was, I was broken. I was, you don't know really. How much? I mean, obviously, you don't know how much you weigh till you weigh yourself, and that was that was super hard. So, Dan, you you saw five seventy on the scale, and I think there are there are some people out there that are listening that can relate to that, and some that just have no idea what life at five hundred seventy pounds is like. Can you can you tell us what your life was like when you were that big? Um. Yeah. I mean. As you could even imagine, what five seventy two is like is, I you know definitely no tying your shoe. 
Um, and I know Porto talks about this, but and a little bit TMI, but even wiping your butt at, at that weight is is dang near impossible. Or even finding a toilet that you can fit on. Um, in all honesty, which is is one of the hardest things because that's one of your you know your da- the daily things that you do, um, or even just going upstairs and you know always having to think about if someone wants to go out to eat well are they gonna even have you know chairs and tables because i'm definitely not fitting in a booth (laughs) oh yeah i think that's something that people don't really think about is like there's things we take for granted in the world that when you're that big you can't take for granted like i I think i met i think i mentioned on another episode that you know for a friend's wedding i i went checked into my room at a hotel and they had kind of built a wall between the shower and the toilet and I couldn't physically get to the toilet. Like I just could not Mm -hmm. squeeze myself into that space and had to go to the front desk and say, do you have another room? Is there somewhere else? You know, I, 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 do I need a bucket? Like, what do I do? Like, what really, like, like at that point I was thinking like, do I just have to make up a story and go home? Like, cause without, there's, there's no way you can be without a bed or like, is there somewhere like we were in the middle of nowhere, like out in the, you know, out in, in like the countryside, like there, it wasn't like there was going to be like a 24 hour coffee shop nearby. I could sneak over to when I needed to use the bathroom. Like it was, it was, it's challenging to think about life at that size. Like it it totally is. And, and what do you, so, so you see 572, you know, what, what happened for you when that, when you saw that number, like what, what changed inside of you? Like what, what, what did you, path did you set yourself on well i feel like i went in a couple of stages and my first stage was just i was just bawling i was i was just crying like hard to the point where i thought i was having a panic attack because i mean obviously we know that we got that big we know that we weigh that much when we can't buy clothes um and stores and we have to you know purchase everything online where they don't even fit you because you have to go up to an 8x and the sleeves are like down to your wrist pretty much on a short sleeve but then it has to fit because it goes over your gut right but yeah it's it just was shocking and and i don't know why i should have known but i i just i think it was hard because i did lose a lot of weight a year and a half prior to that and um to know that all that hard work went for went to nothing um and that's why i'm kind of doing this weight loss journey as a different approach and i'm sure we'll get into that later um but yeah it was once i got past that shock and was able to wipe my tears off my face um you know, me and my fiance talked and, and we were just like, we're going to change our life. We want to get married. We definitely don't want to get married right now where we're at. Um, and, you know, that's something that we wanted to do. So that's when we decided it was January 10th of, of 2019 is when we decided that we wanted to change our lives. And something I wanted to ask as well, before we, we move into kind of where your journey went after, after January was, were you, did you, were you just big or did you have any health problems? Cause I know I, I've talked to some guys that, you know, developed health issues and some that were able to kind of avoid them. Like, did you have any problems that you knew of? Yeah, well, that was actually, um, one of the first steps was going to the doctor. Cause 
I I think this is also something that um, we all on the fact I form can can relate to is we all hate doctors. At least I definitely hated going to the doctor. Um, so I avoided the doctor. I don't think I went to the doctor at probably a good 10 years unless of like I went to urgent care if I like I I know I broke my pinky. But other than that, I didn't go to the doctor. I, I avoided the doctor. I just didn't I didn't need to hear another doctor saying, oh, all your problems will go away once you lose weight you're just overweight. And that was, that seemed to be their answer for everything. And that was really hard to do because, you know, you're going to someone for help and all they have to say is your weight, which I mean, they're right. But at the same time, you know, because I'm getting headaches doesn't necessarily mean that that's because I'm overweight. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I did get like a checkup and like a full, full checkup. And I do have high blood pressure. Um, and I do still take, um, my high blood pressure pills or medication. And I, and I know one of the things that you mentioned, you know, that we talked to, you know, we, we, you, you had sent me some information about your journey and, you know, I've seen you talk about like you, you also dealt with something that I dealt with a lot, which is, you know, edema in your legs, some swelling. Yes. Is that, yep. That's right. Very bad. Yeah. And, you know, that's funny that I didn't even think of that as being one of my medical issues because I just got so used to it. That was just a day to day thing. Um, so, yeah, that's funny that you said that because I, I don't that was just something that we just deal with on a day to day. It's not even it doesn't even come across as a medical issue anymore, um, even though I still have it. You know, I still have days where if I eat too much salt or don't drink the water that I normally drink, uh, my legs will definitely swell. But yeah, it was to the point, and I've shared photos on my Instagram, um, where, I mean, I couldn't wear long socks. There was no way I was wearing, getting long socks above my ankles or even wearing, like, boots. All my shoes had to be super low ankle. Oh, I just, I, I just posted a little while ago about the fact that I'm wearing boots for the first time as an adult. It's it's intense. It's an intense change, man. And I, it, I I think you hit on something really important like with, that you were talking about. Like, one, we have a propensity, you know, as big people, men and women, to avoid medical practitioners because we know what we're going to hear. And part of like, part of it, like you said, is is deserved. You know, you do need to have someone in a professional role telling you, hey, um, you're in trouble. But also, like, I, I think there's there's a cartoon or a meme out there where it's like someone has like a, a, a tree branch going like through their chest and the doctor's like, well, have you tried to lose weight? You know, like, I, right. I think there's a, yep. there is also there is also that propensity on the other side of, you know, the medical side for them to try to tie everything to your weight. When we all know, our, our, even if even if something is related to our weight, we're not going to be able to change it in a minute. You know, we, we, exactly. we, need, yep. we need, we need help in that moment. Like if I'm having breathing troubles because of my weight, is there anything that can be done to help me breathe right then? Or do I have to, you know, keep struggling with breath until I lose 200 pounds? Like where, right. well, wh exactly, where's that cause balance? Cause that's not, I mean, yes, I need to lose weight. I know that, but that I can't do that immediately. And I'm, I'm also not going to be able to lose 200 pounds if I can barely breathe because of you know asthma or whatever it might be um so yeah that's that was also also just something that was very frustrating um going to the doctor and, and why i hated it so much 
Oh, I definitely, I mean, I, I avoided doctors for as long as you've been alive. So I can definitely relate to that. I I can, I can definitely relate to that. And and I also think it's interesting, like you didn't, like you, you immediately had that thought of, you know, wow, I didn't, I didn't really, when I was thinking about, you know, Gourmet's asking me about my medical issues, edema didn't pop up as something like, I think it's amazing how flexible our minds can be that we start to accept things at that weight and the, at that size as our normal. Like we start to just normalize, you know, I used to have to, you know, I used to have to elevate my legs at the end of the day if I wanted the, you know, the swell, because my swelling got to the point that I would start to, you know, even just like a light brush on my, the skin on my legs would cause like a tear and cause leakage. And so I would need to elevate my legs for, you know, a couple of hours a day. Like I would, I would go back to my apartment and set up my computer so that I could lay down on the couch with my legs up above my heart and, you know, relieve some of that pressure. Like, but that became my normal, you know, and like you were saying, like, it starts to become your normal, like knowing that, you know, different, you know, seatbelts aren't going to fit, you know, that you have to buy your clothing online. Because I mean, something I know at the size that you were, you face something that I did. And that's that even the big and tall stores don't carry clothing in store that fit you. Yep, so you have exactly. to you have you have to start like planning everything so that you know when and where you're going to need new clothes and what you're going to get and don't even let's I I feel like I can do a whole episode with just guys talking about how ridiculous the big and tall clothing world is like the, <laughs> like the, like like you said like you know I used to wear an 8x shirt well as well and I needed the 8x shirt because of the size of my chest and my belly not right not because I had seven foot arms and my torso was seventy five <laughs> feet long. Um, yes, and like it's it's incredible. Like they just and then don't even get me started on the price either. <laughs> oh, I mean, like yeah, like it's like they it's like they they click. It's like when you enlarge a picture on like a, a Microsoft program and you just click the bottom of it and drag the picture down and it enlarges. That's yeah. how they re, that's how they resize shirts. Instead of thinking about girth being an issue, they think about well. Clearly, his shoulders must also be six feet wide if his stomach is six feet wide. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, and, yep. and so your 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 clothing, even when you find clothing that does barely fit, there's a comicalness to it that you're like, oh goodness, here we go. Like, I even remember, like, you know, and something that I, I if and then because I've talked to some people about it, you know, and I, I've had some talked to some big guys about it who they're like, well, yeah, I would buy those shirts and I would just get them tailored, and I was like, in my head, like in the way my life was putting out $70 for a shirt, I couldn't afford yep. another 20. I couldn't afford another $25 for a tailor to take it in, you know, to fix it. Yep. Like, you know, one exactly, every- especially when the, those type of shirts that or those clothing that we had to buy, um, already weren't the best fabric anyways. So it's not even like it was good quality clothes either that you would want to spend that much on. Oh man, that just really chaps me. <laughs> oh, I totally like it. Like I, I'm sure you're familiar with King size direct and yep. oh, yeah. even like, even the most expensive dress shirt in those catalogs like arrives and you're like, is this made of a napkin? Like, this <laughs> is like, this fabric is like almost see-through and oh, yep. so it, it's insanity. Like that's one of the things like now, like I find myself getting caught up on, like I had to buy a white shirt. And I was in, I, I think I spent 45 minutes picking out a white shirt, not because I had to worry about size, but because I was like, oh, well, this one feels this way. And this one feels that way. And this one looks like that. Like, you know, now that I can access greater. So things that people really take for granted, like can can become, you know, amazing. Like when you really think about it, like 
you know, even even like socks and underwear, like the quality is just it's it's intense. The the differences, like it's almost like you know, you know, at that point, like you're not really caring about yourself, and so you know, the people making the clothing for you are like, yeah, well, at least this will cover him. Like, why we don't really need to care, and he's gonna have to pay anyway, so yeah, charge exactly. him. Yeah, yeah, as, as long as my gut's not showing. Right, right. Oh, for sure, man. So January tenth, twenty nineteen, uh, you and your fiance decide it's time to make a change. What yep. What did you do? What, what What were the changes you made then? Um. Yeah. So the first thing we did, obviously, was just what we knew, and that was portion control. We needed to stop um, binge eating. We needed to look into what we we're eating. Um. So the first thing I did actually was looked up uh, weight loss apps. So I used uh, Lose It, which is an app that will let you create your own recipes and then like log all of your food as well as making your macros. Um, and I know this, <laughs> this is going to be kind of funny. I then started YouTubing like weight loss stuff and found that's where I found actually obese to beast. And I went to like, his YouTube channel, and I just went all the way back. I sorted from his oldest video, and I binged like all of his videos probably within like a like a week or two, and then learned you know like what macros I should be doing or like trying to keep around it like you know the uh my calories and the how how many calories I should be doing and whatnot. So once I kind of got that, um. Once I once I learned what I kind of needed to do, we then just put that into place. So that um, started with on Sunday, we knew that for us to be on track, we needed to meal prep. We needed to have those meals ready for us. So that's what we do every Sunday. Even to even today, we're gonna be meal prepping um, all of our meals in the week: breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and then. Once we do our meal prep, um, we make sure that, you know, we're within the calories that we want um, and that we're hitting our protein goals that we want. Um, and then that's once we had that under control and kind of got used to that, uh, you know, we saw I mean, I saw 20 pounds within like the first two weeks. I was like, holy cow, what is this? How am I losing? How did I just lose? 20 pounds from just eating chicken and rice for all my meals. <laughs> um, and that's just with what portion control. And I was still eating um, 1,900 calories to, to 2,500 calories, which, I mean, that just shows you how many calories I was normally eating on a day-to-day -day basis for me to still lose that much weight. Um, I, th I think I was probably eating at least 4,500 to 6,500 calories a day for me to maintain that weight and gain weight. What was your eating like? Like, what was an average day for you like when you were at your heaviest? Um, so I would never really eat breakfast. Um, I just didn't wasn't really the biggest breakfast person. Um, if I did eat breakfast, it was definitely McDonald's sausage, egg, and, egg and biscuits, and I'd get like four of them um, with like three hash browns. And then for lunch, um, it kind of depended. I I would pretty much always go out for lunch. Um, there's a store near me that has like a buffet, of course. Um, 
and then they have like a set quote quote salad bar but they have every fixing that you could put on the salad so the salad might as well have been just like four thousand calories itself um so that was it was pretty much eating out um every if i did eat breakfast i would eat out breakfast and then lunch i would eat out lunch um and then when we got home for for dinner and made dinner it was just your normal I'm from the Midwest, so your normal steak and or meat and potatoes um, or pasta, meat and pasta. And it wasn't, you know, we would take a family size portion and and have it for the two of us. And that was our normal eating. Oh, I think that makes (laughs) I I can definitely understand that. And were you a big snacker as well? Like you were you a grazer? Like what was that like for you? Um, yeah, if, if, I mean, if there was food that I could eat, like if it was in front of me and it was offered to me a hundred percent, I would eat it. Um, now if I was craving like snacks, oh, I mean, I could eat a whole Doritos family bag, no problem. Um, with like some nacho cheese, some, some Doritos and nacho cheese dip. That was like, that was my thing. That was my go-to snack, um, for sure. And then soda. I loved soda. Um, and that's actually one thing that has been hard for me to, to, to get off of. And I definitely still have a soda here and there, but that was the hardest thing for me to stop is, was drinking my calories for sure. I I would probably have, um, like at our, at my work, I, we have vending machines. And so I would have a 16 ounce, I would probably have four 16 ounce bottles a day. And what about now? Like, take us through what a day of eating is like for you now. What are you doing? Sure. Um, So we uh, meal prep our, like I said, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, Breakfast, I'll usually have like two eggs and half a cup of uh, egg whites um, with some type of protein. If it's chicken or steak, Um, we do four ounces of meat. Um, And then I do, so I work out um, around four-ish in the morning um so once we get back from the workout I'm, I'm like i'm ready to eat for sure now i i love my breakfast now um so and then i do a serving of potatoes as well for my carbs um and that'll last me i usually eat that around um 6 30 and that'll last me until 12 when then i eat my lunch and i'll have um I'll just say for for last week, for example, I had a cup of uh, broccoli, half cup of rice, and six ounces of chicken. And then I'll do the same for dinner. Nice. And because I know I and and I don't often dive this deep into what people are eating, but I I think your approach is something that doesn't automatically kind of ring bells for people. Like, so I think it's really interesting for them to hear what you're actually eating and how how you know what what the change has been like for you. And do you do snacks now at all, or is or do you stick primarily just to your meals? Yeah, I try to stick primarily to my meals, um, just because I know my old habits of snacks don't turn into snacks; they turn into meals. <laughs> so if we do have snacks around the house, I know that those snacks won't last. Um, they they will go um, as soon as possible, um, which is you know just goes back to to my relationship with food um it just that's the emotional eating part of me where if i know that i don't have a a regimen that i stick to 
uh, I will, it's easy for me to, to lose that control. I think that makes sense because it's good for you to be conscious of, you know, how having those things around would affect you. And it, it also sounds like one of the things that's really good for you is the fact that you guys are doing this together. So right. there's, yep. there's some, it is. It, it's not like, it's not like you're eating one way and, and your fiance is eating completely different. And so you're sitting there watching her, you know, eat cookies at the end of the day and, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, if it was like that, I mean, I, and and I know that's that is that those roles are definitely out there, and I don't know if I would be as successful as I I was today. Is we definitely thrive off each other. We definitely support each other, which has been the most helpful, um, for sure. Because if I, I I mean I know if if my fiance had a pack of cookies in the cupboard, I would have smashed them last night <laughs> when I got home. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that we look out for each other for and, and having a support is has definitely helped um, immensely, for sure. That's fantastic, man. And I do want to catch people up a little bit and let the, just let them know, like, because they're probably wondering that they, they heard you talk about, you know, losing 20 pounds over that first couple of weeks. Like, where are you at now? Like, what, what where is your success at right now? Like, how far, how, you know, kind of where are you into your journey? Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm sorry. I sometimes I can just go off on tangents, so we'll be oh, back no, in whenever. <laughs> oh no, no, no! You're, you you haven't done anything wrong at all, man. There's a lot of good stuff. I there's things I want to come back to. Like I definitely want to come back to like that support system you're building with each other. But I do want to let I want to let people know like how this this change in what you're eating and you know you're in that 4 a.m. workout gang that I'm into like that morning oh, yeah. morning workouts. Like what what is the impact, Ben? You know what? Where's your weight at now? Yeah, so I started at um, 572, and I'm currently at 427. Um, so I think like a total of 140 pounds. Um, I I am taking it. That is actually one thing that I want to bring up too is I am taking my approach much different than when I took my approach um, last time I lost weight because I knew I didn't do it in a healthy way last time. Um, and that was just, I wasn't feeding myself. I was having like two ounces of, uh, two ounces of chicken and like half a cup of rice. And I'd have only two of those meals a day. So I was probably eating 700, 600 calories. Um, and, and now I'm around, I, I'm still sticking around anywhere between 1400 to 1900 calories. Um, but I, I have found a passion for lifting. So I really like to fuel my body for lifting um and and that's where i'm i'm not which sometimes gets in my head where i just think i need to lose 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 but at the same time i i know this isn't a race and i can't think of it as a race because i'm not doing this for a race i'm doing this to better my life and to make me happy and love myself more um, so that's that's one thing I'm trying to do. Um, and I think the reason why I've been so successful so far is I'm not thinking of it as a race and more of just this is a lifestyle now. Which I think is really, really key when you have that much weight to lose. Like you're not you're not you're not trying to lose 15 pounds for your wedding. You're you know, you're trying you're trying to lose several hundred pounds, to, you know, to keep yourself alive and be able to have an, an amazing life going forward with your fiance and you have to approach it as something that you can live with 
because you know you know you could calorie restrict you know a lot a lot a lot harder you know and probably move numbers faster for a while you know eventually there'll probably be some pushback from your metabolism but you also know you know mentally what that is like you know what it was like when you went through that before and how easy it is to fall off of that like building a sustainable lifestyle is really something i think that people don't think about sometimes, especially when someone like when someone who comes to me and says, you know, I'm 500 pounds and I don't I've never I've never dieted before. I don't know how to approach it. Like one of my first things is like you need to find something you think you can do forever. Like you, you even if you, and even if you're not going to do it forever, you have to feel like you can because then, you you know, that that gives you that mental buoyancy to be able to get up every day and do it again and do it again. And I think it's great to hear that you're finding a passion, you know, with the physical work you're doing as well. I I, th- I think that's really awesome, man. So where where do you want to get yourself to? Like let let's let's talk like big big goals. Like where do do you have a do you have a big goal, a weight goal in mind, or a physical activity goal? Like where where's that at for you? You know, that's I, I've never really thought so. So I'm a, I'm a bigger guy. I have broad shoulders. I'm six three. You know, my I wear a size sixteen shoe. So I don't ever think I'm gonna be a small person, and and I'm totally fine with that. Um, you know, I definitely um, I don't have an end goal um, per se, but definitely by next year, I, I want to lose another eighty pounds this year. So I think around three fifty um, by next year is kind of where I want to shoot for. Um, and then obviously wherever, wherever I go, um, past that is, uh, you know, I'm not sure. I, I would like to end around, um, like right now on my Instagram bio, I have a strong 350 as my, as my, um, goal weight, but I mean, who knows? Uh, I, you know, I could end up at 270. Um, but I, I think that's one thing that I want to keep with is definitely my strength. I want to make sure that. I, I don't know why I have found a passion for for lifting heavy stuff, and I just I just love the feeling of of lifting, you know, squatting four hundred pounds and deadlifting four hundred pounds. It's just something about it that is it, it gets me into the gym every single day. Well, I I think there's there's two really important key pieces to take out of that. Like one, that passion for lifting, like that is something because you all you know. There's going to be points where your weight loss is going to stall, where you're going to hit those kind of mental roadblocks when it comes to like your the weight loss side of your journey. But having that passion there to keep you going, I think is really important. Like knowing that you can shift your focus mentally to that is something that is is a great tool to have on your side. So I think that's really awesome to hear. And I also think like I, I think some people get motivation from setting like an end number, you know. And then other, then other people learn that, you know, having their goals be something a little more, you know, I want to get to this place and then see how I am, you know, like you can, you know, you've got that, you know, 350 and strong is a great place. Like, think about that. Like, I, I, there, there could be some people listening that think that hear you say, I want to get to 350 and strong and then kind of assess where I go from there. And they think, well, 350, you're still going to die any day. You were 572 pounds. Oh, so totally, three, totally. So, th- so three fifty and 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 let's not let's not lose it. Like three fifty and strong is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like a two hundred and seventy five, three hundred pound fat loss from your body. Like, oh, you, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's years and alone. 
and and I guess I I, I want to be a little bit more clear when I say three fifty on strong. Like I I want to make I don't want to so I want to have my body fat percentage still okayed by my doctor. Like I don't I want to make sure that I'm still in the healthy. I mean, obviously anything's going to be healthier than at five seventy two, <laughs> but I want to I want to. I'm going to go with my, what my doctor thinks and what my doctor says. Um, but like, that's definitely the goal is to, I, I mean, it's so hard to lose for the people who like lifting as well. It's so hard to lose weight and keep strength because you, you burn more muscle than you do, or faster than you do fat. So trying to keep that is, is going to be super hard. So I'm thinking that, and that's why I say 350 strong is because once I'm down to 350, um, I'm, I'm hoping at least I'm hoping that mu- a lot of it will, will be muscle too. Um, and, and not as much fat, but that's just something that I'm going to have to look at when we're down that road is, is kind of like, what's my fat index at and, and my muscle mass and, and all that good stuff. And I think it's good that you're thinking about that. Like you're, you're, you're thinking about a bigger picture and thinking about not just what one number means, but what's behind that number. So that's something that, exactly. that I think is, is really great. So it sounds like, you know, through all of this, like you've, you've had kind of a big change in the mindset of how you approach your life in general. Like, what do you think have been the real mindset changes that have helped you get to the point you're at now when you think are going to drive your success going forward? Um, I mean, definitely just... N- I guess I don't want to get too sappy, but finding a purpose to live because I, I, I listened to one of those, one of the episodes that you did and I forget who it was, but it hit me hard where, um, it's like when we're eating at 572 pounds, the way we're eating, we're eating to pretty much kill ourselves. I mean, that's, we're not eating. It's like, we're almost it's like we don't have the nerve to actually do it. So that's why we're eating the way we are. Um, and so it's definitely, it's got to start with, with mental, like you've got to get into that place where you want to do, you want to live and you, and you want to do this for yourself. And that's something that, that you want to help yourself with. Um, it can't be just because, you know, you want to fit into clothes or, you want to look better. It's, it's really, you got to start with, with mental. And especially I, um, have, have dealt with depression, anxiety pretty bad in my past. And that's something that I, I battle on every day, on an everyday basis. And ever since losing weight and, and getting mentally prepared and, and better, a hundred percent, I've seen a difference in, my mental clarity and, and what I want in life and, and just can love myself. And then I, then I can transition that into loving other people way more. I I think that's a great point, man. Like one, I, I think some people think that losing weight fixes all of our problems, but I don't think that's what you're saying. What I, what I think I see from your experience is when you, when you started to shift your perspective on how you're approaching your life and approaching food and what, how you treat your body, you start to realize how you're treating yourself in other areas. And, you know, when you start to get better at being conscious of that as well, like it's, it's this holistic approach to ourselves that, that when we don't do it from a mindful standpoint, 
it can be easy just to focus on numbers. But when you're really thinking about like your overall health, you know, physical and mental, you know, other things can start to fall into line when we start to take care of one area. Totally. And don't get me wrong. I still battle with that every, almost every single day. I mean, if it's not me losing weight, it's, it's the number on the scale. And it's like, man, why hasn't it gone down? But then at the same time, I make sure to take a lot of photos um, just because of that. And that's one thing like obese to be said was make sure you take photos and photos and more photos because he wishes that he would have. And those save me. Um, when I'm having a down day and I'm like, man, why am I even doing this? Or I have another 200 pounds that I need to lose. And like, I've, I lost this much weight, but that was the quick weight. So now it's just going to even get harder. Like, what's the point? And then I, I look back at photos and I'm like, okay, that's why I'm, I, I, sometimes those photos just get me going. And that's why I think I made the Instagram too, is just for accountability and also to be able to look back as, as, as well as all the people on Instagram that, that motivate me as well. For sure, man. And you know, you know, I'm a proponent of, of taking pictures, you know, from my oh, own. Oh, totally. Yeah, you know, and I think like that, and it's funny because John, obese to beast, actually commented on one of my pictures the other day, and he's like, you have so many before pictures, and I don't have any. Um, yeah. And, and, I, and I think that's important. That's an important message to send out to people. Like, you know, yes, I'm kind of like, I live, I'm shameless, and I share, you know, kind of like these, these wild before pictures. But I think it's important to take some, even if you don't ever share them, you don't have to have an Instagram, you don't need to, you know, put them out there right away, but you need them for yourself. Like you, like you said, you need oh, them for totally. those moments where, where the scale's not behaving. Cause I know like you, you posted, you know, a double, a double side by side a little while ago, you know, when you were talking about how, you know, just seeing that is an incredible motivation for you. And I looked at it, like I was even, I was, I was just scrolling back through your account this morning, just, you know, wanting to catch up for our recording. And I was like, like, dang, like, look at, you know, the, the real change, you know, that you're making. And I know you, I know you're not, you know, kind of at the end point of your journey yet, but you're, you're already like, you've come so far. So it's just kind of amazing for you to be able to have that. And, and this is something I can really relate to because I had, you know, my pictures from a year ago start popping up, you know, as archive and memories on Facebook and, and Instagram. And I realize, you know, I look at the before and after pictures I would post a year ago or a year and a half ago versus now. And I can see how much even further I've come. And I, I remember how excited I was that I had gotten to that point to begin with. And so it, it's really like there's, you have, when you've got a really long weight loss journey ahead, you have to be able to find the excitement in every moment along the way. You have to be able to, to find the benchmark moments find the different things like like a side by side picture or a look back at your old photos or you know I know you did a clean out of your closet you know and you were able to kind of get rid of some of the bigger clothing like you know finding finding those moments those those touchstones along the way so you're not you maybe you're not at like the big you haven't gotten through the big rock you want to get through yet but you're you're chipping away at it and and being able to find that motivation to keep going I think is just really really important and it seems like you're doing a really great job at that yeah, totally. Well, I really appreciate that. I mean, 
And, and it's funny because even something last night happened, or I'm sorry, the night before, I stayed at a friend's house and um, they had a blow up mattress. And my first instinct was anxiety. Like, oh, I'm popping this thing. There's no way I'm laying on this and not breaking it. Um, and and that's just something that I thought right away. And I was kind of freaking out about it. And then it ended up being like one of the best nights of sleep that I've gotten in a long time. And it was just waking up and feeling like, man, I didn't pop this thing. Or I was actually able. And who knows? Maybe they make air mattresses way better now. And I'm sure they do. Um, but I just, I was just kind of like going through a meme video in my head of me just sitting, this fat guy sitting on this, um, this air mattress and it just popping <laughs> and it just like moments like that. And I know they're little, but moments like that, just, they, they make me want to drive so much further and just push that much harder. Definitely. And you're going to find that, like, I don't know if you've, you've started to see changes like when you go out to restaurants now or go to different places like that, like you're going to, you're, you're going to start to have those moments happen. And it's good to, to remember them when you have the rough times. Like I remember when the, actually my last big journey, not this time around, but when I lost all my weight in like 2012, 2013, going to visit my mom for Christmas and she was setting my sister, we, we brought my sister along as a surprise. So she was setting my sister up on the couch because she had set me up in the, the guest bedroom and the guest bedroom was a, an inflatable mattress. And I was very much like, I was like, and now at that point I was probably in like the, I was probably down under 250 pounds. You know, I was, I was down a ton. I had gone from 540 to, to around like 250 at that point. But in my head, I was still 540. And I saw, I walked, I remember walking into that room and putting my suitcase down and her saying, you know, oh, yeah, the bed's set up for you. And I didn't know it was an air mattress. And I walked in and I was like, oh, 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 no. Like, and I was terrified to sit on it. And I sat on it. And it obviously, I mean, I was I like, let's be real. I was 250 pounds. That's nothing to an air mattress. Like, I got, you know, a sturdy, nice air mattress, like queen size bed air mattress. Like, those are made to hold two people. I was not two people sized at that point. But, but I still, I still had that anxiety and I think it's still, it's, it, it's funny and you know, it's almost like I'm letting you know, like it still happens, you know, when you like, even now, you know, down around like 205 pounds, like I'll see a tight aisle at a store, excuse me, and be like, oh, I don't think I could fit in that space. Or I don't think I can go down that aisle or I don't think I can sit in that chair. Like you, your, your brain takes a little while longer to catch up than our actual bodies do. And it's fun when you have those moments where like, you're saying like you, you had a great night sleeping on that mattress because it didn't deflate underneath. Like you did, it didn't. You didn't slowly sink to the floor. It didn't outright. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't outright pop. You know, there wasn't someone yeah. standing in the. There wasn't someone hiding in the closet recording, waiting to see what was going to happen. Like you, you, yeah, they you didn't know, feel you, a big blast wave. <laughs> oh yeah, the house. You know, the windows didn't blow out on the house. You know, yeah. like you know, like you, you, and those moments will continue to add up. And but they're important. You know, they're really important because. Like we're saying, like when you're when you're coming down so far, there are going to be times where the scale doesn't doesn't agree with you and the scale doesn't give you the result you want to get as quickly as you want to get it, you know, in your head. But then you have those moments where you realize that things are really changing, like, you you know, right. you're seeing it in the gym, you're seeing it in pictures, you're seeing it, you know, when you're moving into different physical spaces. And I think that's that's really, really important, an important part of that mindset change that has to happen. 
Oh, totally. And and one of my friends brought this up the other day, and it and I still because when I do have, you know, those body mind problems, um, it was funny. Sometimes I'll like I'll pick up two seventy pound dumbbells, and I'll be like, you know, that's one of these dumbbells. I'm doing like one of my working sets, and I can only do like four reps of these. And that's how much I used to, I mean, that's how much weight I've lost. I was literally holding in my hands and my friend brought, brought that up the other day. Like, I mean, literally the weight that you've lost is two seventy pound dumbbells. And that's, I mean, that's pretty hard for me to just bench press right now. And to think like I was just carrying around that much weight on a daily basis going upstairs. And it's just thinking about it like that is just mind blowing to me. And just one of those other things that gets me going even further, because, you know, if I lose another hundred pounds, I mean, that's 240 pounds then, you know, that's 120 pound dumbbells instead. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's it's and you're going to get there, man. So it's like, but that that's a great way to frame it and to think about like what you've already accomplished, you know, and what's yet to come. I do want to I want to talk for a minute, if it's okay about this you being on this journey with your fiance like because you talked about you know finding each other and you would bet you had both been on weight loss journeys at that point i know when when you sent me your your kind of the bullet points of your journey you talked about you had been down you know over 80 pounds and you put that back on plus like another 60 or so more um and you talked about you know your fiance going through something similar like what has it been like to go through this together like what are what are the what are the what are the, the 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 great pluses of that, and then what are the challenges? Yeah, um, it it has been amazing, um, really. It has. I mean, having someone that um, can say no for you, um, that that need that knows they need to say no for you, um, that really helps. Um, having honestly just having someone there that can talk to you like i'm having a horrible food day today which just goes back to that you know that um that relationship that you have with food um to be able to because she's the same way as well an emotional eater we both are and having that person to talk about with that with and to go through that with um has helped a lot also, we motivate each other as far as weight loss goes. Um, you know, when we fit in new clothes, we're like, we're the first per- people to like go running to each other and say, oh my gosh, guess what fits me now? Um, you know, just small things like that to things like getting our butts to the gym. Um, you know, that's something, <laughs> I don't know if this would work for everyone, but you know, sometimes if someone's not wanting to go to the gym, the other person's just like, nope, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you're feeling. We're going. That's it. And, you know, that can be all we need. Um, and that can be a huge difference. That's that's fantastic because it sounds like not only, you know, are you supporting each other, like you've built up this great system of communication around these issues that you're able to share you know, pretty openly with each other, like not just how what you're actually doing, but how you're feeling about it and be able to kind of support each other in ways that, you know, some people might hear that and think, oh, I don't know if I could ever I could talk to my fiance about that. But knowing that you're going through it together must give you like a real sense of kind of shared connection. Oh, totally. And I mean, it's to the point even now we're like when when we work out, we'd love working out with each other. Uh, I love how she she likes to 
you know, deadlift and squat and all that stuff. And she's kicking my butts and does like single leg lunges now, which I can like, I have the hardest time doing for some reason. My mobility is horrible in that way. But yeah, it's just, that's like, we consider our gym time, like our bonding time now, which I mean, if you would have looked at us a year ago, our bonding time was not talking to each other, sitting on the couch and stuffing our faces with food that was horrible for us. And then us still not talking through the night, watching TV and then going to bed. It's, it sounds like that that transformation has just brought you closer in a lot of ways. Oh, 100%. That, that's really Yes. That's fantastic. Are there any challenges to being on this this journey together? Like, is there any point where you're, you know, you kind of feel almost feel like you wish you were going at it alone so that you didn't have that level of accountability like does that cause friction at all or like do you think it's more you're you're both kind of really kind of on the same track when it comes to how that communication works yeah i mean for the most part we are i would say like 95 percent on the same track and and know what we need to do um to be successful i think if there i mean, I mean we're all human so we definitely have those days where you know, we go to the store and, and we get a snack or, um, you know, we or want to order a pizza. And so we kind of bring each other down in that sense, where if if one is getting something, then the other is like, oh, well, then I, I want that, too, then if, if you're doing it. So I think that can definitely that's probably something that we would need to work on or need. I'm sorry, need to work on. Um yeah as far as as far as bringing each other down there's not a whole lot that that we tried to do i mean i'm sorry i said that wrong that we want to try to do so that we don't bring each other on and i think that's why it works out so well well that that is fantastic to hear man like it sounds like you you've set yourselves up you know for success going forward and it, are, are building a stronger relationship as you move through it together. So that's just really great oh, to yeah. hear. So we're, we, we've kind of come through your journey to this point now, man, like, and we've talked a little bit about where your goals are for the future, but so let's, let's talk about 2020, you know, where this is, a, you know, or we're still kind of at the beginning of the year for when we're recording this and, you know, what, what's set up for you in 2020, you know, you were talking about, you know, 80 pounds, like, what are you doing to ensure you, you are successful um, at, at hitting your goals for the year? Um, yeah, you, you know, it's, it's funny. So I've had that 350 goal weight. That's kind of been my goal weight that I've um, put myself at for since like kind of when I started. Um, but it was funny when when the new year hit, we were like, I don't have a new year's resolution because we've been kicking ass already that we're just going to keep with it. And, and, and obviously that, I guess that could be our new year's resolution is just to keep kicking butt. But, um, as, as it was like the first time it, it felt really nice that we weren't making a new year's resolution because we knew that this is just something that we're doing. We knew that this is just going, this is our lifestyle now. Um, and that's what we want to do. And that makes us happy. Um, now, as far as like, as far as weight loss goes, I would say we don't really have, or I don't really have a, a new year's resolution, but I think definitely mentally, I still want, I still need to start 
um, to just, I kind of, I, I guess go back to like the loving yourself, the not being so hard on myself. That's something that I want to work on, um, this year is if the scale doesn't drop 15 pounds this month, but I can clearly tell that my clothes are fitting different. I need to not psych myself out because I'm, I'm very bad at that. Where if the scale is not moving, then I, I just need to take a break. Don't weigh myself because I know one, I'm feeling better. My clothes are feeling better. And I am still going through clothes where even if I don't lose weight, a t-shirt is still not fitting me the same as when it did you know the same the same weight but a month and a half later um so i need to that's one thing that i want to work on for myself is just to to realize those points and not to get discouraged and just to keep going i think that's really important i think having those mindset and mindfulness goals you know even if you know you've got the physical side of things locked in that that is the that then kind of almost frees you up to say what are the other pieces I need to work on because those are the things that are going to keep you going in the end like those are the things that, those are the things that'll help you make that transition once you even hit the end point of the weight loss side of your journey you know having a good hold on where you are mentally allows you to you know sit really take stock and see what needs to come next and what are what are the next challenges and so i think it's that's that's an admirable admirable thing to work on that I have no doubt looking at how far you you came in 2019 that you're going to just keep kicking butt and and show 2020 you know who's in charge so that's really awesome to hear man yeah I'm excited man I'm excited to see what another year brings to all of us definitely definitely and so so Dan we've been talking for a while I are there parts of your journey that we didn't get to talk about yet that you you wanted to make sure that you you share with the listeners of, of the podcast um, I guess, yeah, one thing is, um, I, th I think we started with what we started doing in our weight loss in the beginning of January. I just kind of maybe want to touch back on that a little bit. Um, wh when we first started, it was, you know, we were just got our food under control, right? Um, started meal prepping and whatnot. And then we did reach out to a gym. We did go to a gym at Anytime Fitness. Um, and we started, they had like a promotion where it was like, if you buy a membership, you get free training classes. Um, so we found a trainer that we actually worked out with um, three days a week. And that really helped us. Um, she taught us pretty much everything that we know in the gym now. Um, I mean, I, I had some um, knowledge because my stepdad's a personal trainer. So I did kind of, I mean, I knew around the gym, but I didn't know exactly what to do or how to put like a routine together. And that's, and that was really helpful. Um, and it, it was kind of hard at first. Um, but I think I, I, you know, I, she helped us and pushed us, um, in the right way that got us motivated and I want other people to know that it is completely okay um, to let people help them. It is a hundred percent. Okay. And that's, and that's what helped us the most too was, but my first instinct was, Oh, I'm stubborn. This person is a personal trainer. They're fit. They're skinny. They're going to just judge us. I don't want to do that, <laughs> but you know, I, I had to get over that feeling and, um, 
we had a great relationship. So we did that for seven months. And um, so around August is when we stopped doing the personal training. Um, and then we've just kind of took that knowledge and, and took it to the gym. Um, so I just, I wanted to bring that up because I wanted other people to know that it's definitely okay to start with someone helping them in the gym. If someone feels kind of anxious to go to the gym because they don't know what to do. Um, it's, it's surprising how many people are out there to help and are completely willing, especially someone who goes into the gym at 570 pounds. I, that's an amazing point to make. Like, I think that's something I hear a lot. Like, did you, what did you do at the beginning? You know, were you afraid? And how did you go to the gym the first time? Like, how did you even walk in? Because I think that's an anxiety that a lot of bigger people have. Like, especially, like, I, I think, like, I, I've talked to a lot of guys, you know, that got to the, you know, got to the size that you were and I, 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 I was as well. But they were, you know, on the football team in high school and they were on, you know, the track team in high school and they, they had a familiarity with the gym to begin with. So going back to the gym for them was not a big deal. You know, they knew what to do. They knew they knew walking in that everyone there was focused on themselves. And but I think for some of us, like if, if that's never been a place you've been comfortable, there can be a real fear walking in and, and talking to someone. So that's an excellent point like that. You know, maybe you have to not just, you know, step outside your comfort zone to actually talk to that person to get them to help you. But you have to put aside your pre your preconceived notions and, and the and, you know, the what ifs that might happen. Like I know for me. I play through okay. So, what is actually the worst case scenario that could happen in this situation? Uh, okay, doesn't end with me dying. Then maybe I should still do it. Like exactly. Yep. It's, you know, it's the bottom line in cases like that. Yeah, and don't be afraid. And and again, you made it. You made this great point. Like, don't be afraid. Also, to think that you have to know have all the answers and figure it out on your own. Like as much as you know. I mean, I think I've even said, like, in my pet peeve episode, telling people to Google things is one of my pet peeves when they don't look for things on their own. There are some things that you shouldn't approach on your own the first time. And I think putting together a workout routine is one of those things. Like, you should not just make something up for yourself because then you end up on one of those, like, funny videos on the Internet of someone, you know, backwards in a, backwards in a machine doing something completely weird. But it's okay to reach out to a trainer and say, you know, I'm 500 pounds. I've never lifted a weight before, but I do want to start. You know, where do you think I should begin? And they might say, you know, well, whoa, let's let's look at let's do an assessment of where you're at physically and like actually kind of like see what your body can do and how your body can move and how your body fits into different spaces. And they they have an idea of, of what to do and you might. And, and I think the other thing that I would want to bring up is if the first trainer you meet with doesn't seem, you know, doesn't you, you don't have a click, you don't click with them. It's okay to talk to someone else. It's okay to look for a different trainer. It's it's okay to shop around. Like you'd shop around when you're buying a car. You don't walk up to the first car on the lot and buy it. So you don't. I mean, have yeah, to take you're it. you're investing in this too, because I mean, trainers exactly. are not cheap. Completely, and you're investing in yourself, and you know what you want to get out of it. And if you get a bad feeling for someone, it's okay. One, it's okay to ask questions and get them to explain something like. Sometimes I think we get bad feelings because we don't understand what they're talking about. So it's okay to say, mm -hmm. I don't I don't really understand what that means. Tell me what that actually means. Because I think especially sometimes trainers are so used to using their lingo that they forget that not all of us are familiar with it. So, right. you know, yep. it's it's okay to say, what is that? Like, even I, you know, was talking with, with my former coach about, you know, an, an exercise. It's funny because you talked about lunges. Like, 
I want to start doing lunges, but I'm the most uncoordinated, unbalanced human <laughs> being on the planet. You know, as, right. li- as light as light as I am now, I tried to do one the other day and I almost fell over. And I was like, okay, maybe I need to pull it back and put the bar down and figure something else out. So we started to talk about it. And he was like, well, find a bar and do this and do that. And I'm like, wait a minute. What do you mean by that? Like, I need, I need you to break it down even further for me. So it's okay. A trainer that you're paying is like someone that you're paying to give you a service. Like, if you don't like the answer they're giving you, ask them for clarification. Ask them to really explain it to you. Like, don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. Like, that's a big thing I had to learn with doctors and with, with coaches and, and trainers and things along those lines. Like, I think, especially when we're bigger people, we're used to trying to make ourselves seem small to everyone, you know, and often that means that off that often means not speaking up and not standing out. And sometimes, though, when you're fighting for your life, it's OK to stand out. It's OK to say, wait a minute, I don't understand what you're asking me to do. Can you explain that to me? And a good trainer is going to get excited at the idea of having to explain something and break it down. You know, they love talking you know, they love talking about what muscles you're activating and like where that's going and like how your mindset comes into play and all of those things. Like, so don't be afraid to reach out for assistance and find the assistance that feels right. Oh, totally. And, and if that's not something that you have the means for either, I'm telling you, YouTube is a wonderful place for that. Like, there's so many creators out there that are out there to help people not even lose weight, but just to do, um, you know, exercises in the gym that will help you out and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And if you if you have an exercise that you're unsure of what it is and you look it up on YouTube, you're going to find 50 different people and 50 different body types doing that exercise. So it's it's you're a, you're a, you're you're able to see it in motion, like which that's one of the wonders. That is definitely one of the wonders of the Internet now, like being able to do that. I was doing that the other day with I had written a note of something new I wanted to try. And I honestly, it was days later. And I'm like, I don't remember exactly what the motion of that activity was. So I went right on YouTube sitting at the gym in the morning. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's the one that I watched. Like, that's what it was. You know, there it is. Um, so, oh, yeah, so I great. catch myself doing that's that great advice. at the gym. <laughs> it's great advice, though, man. You just, just know, though, that if you're looking up YouTube videos on the gym, don't sit on a bench while you're doing it. Yeah, Go do not do a, that. Yeah. Do not be that person. <laughs> do, not be, do, do not be that don't don't sit on the machine and, and look up how to use the machine. Like, look it up before, try it out, you know, figure it, you know, there's tables at, at most in most gym waiting areas for a reason. Go sit at a table. Yeah, that's just that's some, yep. that's some advice. So no one gets mad. That's when people will get yeah. mad at you. That is. Yeah. Trust me, because yep, exactly. they, I, I wanted to throw someone the other day. They were on the they were on the, the peck fly machine and. They were sitting there talking to the guy cleaning the gym for a solid half hour. And I finally went over and I was like, if you're not going to use this machine, I need you to move. And he was like, oh, right. yeah, we're just hanging out. And I'm like, you're hanging out on a machine. Go hang out somewhere else. Get away. Get yeah, away. I, you know. I, I, don't, I don't get that, especially since, and I don't know if that's just around the gym that I go to, but a lot of the people that will, I mean, I go to it anytime fitness. So it's not like a huge gym. There's usually one to two squat, squat racks. and and, you know, usually one just ca- one cable machine. So, you know, when you have 40 people going to a gym around six o'clock and that's what you're limited to, I just don't get the people who sit on these squat racks for, you know, 15 minutes in between sets. I just don't understand it. It's just, and, and you know, what the funny thing is most of these people, um, and I don't know if this might come off a little judgmental, but most of these people that, are sitting on their phones are fit people and I don't get it. 
I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I kind of went off on a rant about this actually on my Instagram story one night about this guy just sitting on the phone and I asked to use it. And then the rest of the night, he was just giving me dirty looks about it. And he was just on his phone on the bench, like for 15 minutes in between sets. And I'm just like, like I finished my whole routine by the time he was finishing up his, his bench sets. And I just, I didn't get it. I, maybe there's just some mysteries that we will never, ever figure out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way about the guy at my gym who has three phones that he puts on a bench near him when he works out. And I, I haven't quite... <laughs> I ha- he has He has three different phones. I'm convinced that there's something illegal going on. I'm not so sure it because it's, be. you know, it's four o'clock in the morning and you got three phones laid out and you're, you're actually taking calls on them. There's something going on. Yeah, you know, but that's... that's, that's that's more of a Providence thing than I think like an actual gym thing. Something for me to worry about. <laughs> That's more my neighborhood than actually my gym, I think. So I'll 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 let that I'll let that one slide. I'll let that slide. Yeah, well you be careful with you know, walking around at those hours too. Cause you're walking around at like three thirty. Yeah, I, I've been getting out there early lately with my morning workouts and um I actually was accosted by a homeless person when I was walking home from the gym the other day. Um she just started yelling at me from across the street as if I was trying to start a fight with her. And she started to cross the street. So I had to hold up my phone and threaten to call the police. And she walked, she ran away. But I was like, okay, that, you know, that hasn't happened yet. I guess I, I should pay a little more attention to my surroundings when I'm walking, you know, when I'm walking to the gym, when it's still dark, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I will. I don't know if I will, you know, I'm still going to do it. So we'll see what happens. You know, I'll, I'll well, report in. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, that's like our normal time to get to work out. But that's also some people's normal time where they're just ending partying and stuff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so that is like, true. That is true. You're, you're like, for us, it's our normal safe space to go to the gym. But for some other people, it's, you know, two pitchers deep and whatever else they're doing that night. <laughs> that is that is worlds colliding for sure, man. That is that is worlds yeah. colliding. Great point. So, Dan, I have really enjoyed our, our chance to talk today. Um, I'm going to take us through our, our closing, which is the Fat Guy 5, if you're ready for it. Uh-oh. Okay, so I'm going to ask I'm you ready. five questions. I'm going to ask you five questions, and I'm just ready. I'm going to get your quick answers to this, man. We'll see. We'll see. And then we'll talk a little bit about how people can connect with you. So up first, man, up, up first, uh, living or dead, tell everyone who your favorite Fat Guy is. My favorite fat guy. Like, does it is it just Instagram? No, it can be anyone. It has, can be a can be an actual human being. It can be a character. It can be anything. Big black. Big black. Yep, from Robin Big. Mm. For sure, man. He was. Yeah, you know, he passed away, didn't he? He did. Yeah, rest in he peace. Did, to big black. He, he was definitely did. I was so gonna say. Funny. Oh yeah, he was. You know, he was. He was a great guy, so it's it's definitely, you know, definitely a rest in peace there for him. Question number two. Thinking back to when you were 572 pounds, what was your quintessential fat guy meal? Um, pizza and mac and cheese. At the same time? Whole box of pizza and a whole box of mac and cheese. Or a whole, you know what I'm saying, a whole pie and a whole box of mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. There you go, man. There you go. That is 
I, it's simple, but I think there's a lot of people listening that are probably like, that sounds really good. That would oh, yeah, be and really if I was good. really feeling myself, like 25 wings. <laughs> mm. You know, just to take it to another level, you know, kind of kick it up. Yeah. A bit, kick it up <laughs> I a wanted bit, to you know? impress myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, because really at that point, who else are we impressing? You know, like you're right. You know, yeah, exactly. If, if anything, any other any other human being might is probably terrified. Like I, right. it's it's I I've had some discussions with a friend of mine, and I've we've kind of gotten into like you know kind of like worst meals and that kind of thing, and like it it always crosses the line from impressed to my God, you were disgusting. Well, <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I accept that. I will I will take that. Yeah, like, question. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Oh, exactly, exactly. And question number three. So, say there's there's a guy out there who just saw 572 pounds on his on the scale. You know, he just saw that weight that he never thought he was going to see. What is your what is your one quintessential tip to help that person get started on their journey? Um, I think the first thing to do is you just got to do it. You just have to make that step. And I know that sounds very generic, but when it comes down to it, that's just what you got to do. You just got to go for it and you got to hit it hard. And then what, because then, then it's just a ricochet effect. You lose that first five pounds, you get happy, you lose that 10, then you're 20, then you're 50. Then your first hundred, it's just you just feel yourself as you're going, and it just takes that one moment. To just do it. Just get up and do it. There you go. I love that, man. Question number four: What person, podcast, website, resource, book would you recommend to people that need motivation? Fat guy form, one hundred percent. Well, I I appreciate that, and I, I'm I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm excited that uh, we were finally able to get you on, man. You know, I was, I'm excited that you had this, this opportunity to come forward and share your, your, your journey with people. So thank you for that. I really appreciate no, I, it. I, I really, I really mean that go though, Gormy, like I've followed you since day one and you've been nice enough to follow me since day one. And, um, really your podcast is the most real people out there that, you know, you're not getting any BS around. Um, and when I'm having a hard day, I go to your podcast right away. It, and, and I've listened to thousands of hours of YouTube videos, thousands of hours of, of podcasts, and 100% your podcasts get me through. Well, thanks, man. I, I, I honestly really appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. No, thank you. It was, it was an honor to be on. Definitely. Well, it was, it was my honor to have you here. My honor to have you here. So... Question number five, we've talked about kind of your weight loss and fitness goals and your strength goals for the next year, but what is one of your goals for 2020 that is not related to weight loss or fitness? Um, oh man, that's so hard because I feel like that's all my life is right now. <laughs> um, I want to, I never went to college and that's one of my goals. I want to do some I want to expand my career. I want to get a career, I should say. Um so I, I that's one of my goals is is to start going to college. There get you go. Education. I love it. Get my education. I, there you go, man. You know, I think that's a that's a fantastic goal. And I think it goes almost in line with, you know, what you've been getting in line for your life already. So it's just a natural right. outgrowth of that process. So I have I have no doubt that you will be able to 
to get a plan into place and make that happen over the next 365 days. Oh, yeah. Great. Well, Dan, I, I do have to say, I, I, we started to say this already, but I want to say a big thank you for you to come on the show today. And I, I really wish you well on this next leg of your journey as you start the next year of it, you know, where we're literally recording, you know, I think, it, what is it, a year and two days into your journey. So yep. you've got, you know, we're, I'm, I'm excited for what this next year is going to bring for you. If the people listening do want to check in on you and, you know, maybe reach out and, and have a talk, like, where can they find you, man? Yeah, um, they can find me on my Instagram, Dano's Journey 2019. So it's Dan O S Journey 2019. I will definitely put a link to that in the show notes for today. Uh, again, Dan, thank you so much for joining us. And is there any any last words you want to throw out there before we end the show? Uh, no, man. I just, like I said, I appreciate you having me on the show. And, and I'm excited for us to link up and I don't know. Wouldn't that be cool if we did like from a year today? That would be pretty cool. That would be awesome for us to check in again. You know, I'd love to, I, you know, love to see where you're at then, man, you know, cause I'm sure it's going to be some great stuff happening. Oh, for sure. So thanks again to Dan and, and thank you all for listening. Don't forget that, that you're some pretty amazing people. So I want you to go out there and do something today to amaze yourself and, you know, prove it, you know, prove, prove to me just how amazing you are. So Take care of yourselves, my friends. We'll catch you next time on the Fat Guy Forum. Hey there, my friends, and don't forget to give the Fat Guy Forum a rating if you're listening on iTunes. Um, you can give us a rating, a review. I would love to get your feedback. You can connect with me. I forgot to say it. Your host, Gourmet, on Instagram at Gourmet underscore goes keto, on Twitter at Gourmet goes keto, and you can always email the show at the Fat Guy Forum at gmail.com. Catch y'all real soon.